0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Magic Beans podcast, this is episode 19 and my name is Cracker. I will be your host for this cast and I'm joined by a couple of the crew, we have Scott the Blaster Boy, how are you doing Scott?
1: Good evening, I'm very good, very hot. It is a warm night here in Melbourne
2: and we also have Chewie, how are you doing Chewie? Good thanks, I thought you were just talking yourself up there Scott, because you know, (laughs) handsome man.
1: I am a fire burner after all.
0: (laughs) He does love throwing fireballs at people's <laughs> faces, what can I say? Alright, so we've got a few things to talk about. We are absent one Shorty this evening, he is uh, not feeling so great, and we've got a few things happening this weekend, so hopefully he uh, feels better. Good luck, buddy, I hope you uh, will recover in time. Uh, but we've got a, we've still got a few things to talk about. Uh, we've we got up to some nonsense recently, and uh, we're going to kick things off as we usually do, with a blaster watch. So Scott, what's been happening?
1: Well, it's actually been a pretty quiet fortnight for me in uh, in the Blaster Watch world, I suppose. So uh, I haven't played an awful lot of Magic: The Gathering. If I'm perfectly honest, I've played a few arena games here and there, just uh you know, while while my wife's raiding, it keeps me entertained. Uh, and I'm Come trying on, to man, get got my one job, one job, one job. I know, <laughs> just get my levels up. That's all it is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've been I've been trying to get my ranking up. I'm sitting in around the the upper tier of silver at the moment, so I'm almost gold. Um, so I'd like to get there but probably by the next week or so at least, uh finish on gold. Um But apart from that, not a lot of magic. Um I do like to, I would like to give a, a bit of a shout out though to my nephew. Um and hopefully uh viewers of Chewie's videos will see um the result when they next watch his next watch one of his videos. But he's put together uh he's taken the music that we use at the start and at the end of our podcasts and he's created an animated intro based around our logo, and it looks pretty cool. So I think we're all pretty uh, pretty happy with the result from that. So hopefully we'll see that uh, fairly soon in the next YouTube that uh, Chewy puts together.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Love it. Um, shout out to Billy, and I think I can incorporate that into the start of our stream as well, into that so the sort of splash screen that uh, we use uh, when we... Uh, stream to Twitch which we've just started doing so if you haven't checked us out on Twitch um, yeah at Magic Beans on on Twitch uh, find us there and uh, probably streaming once a week getting up to some nonsense and shenanigans
0: yeah, please come hang out and chat. It's pretty lonely at the moment. It's just me, <laughs> <laughs> mostly.
2: Some of the other guys drop drop in and out. But, I, I uh, dropped in
1: one night and there was there was no dress so I just you know, I
2: couldn't couldn't <laughs> <We'll>, do it. <laughs> we can rectify that. We did play some mountains at one point you along did. with all yes, four did. other colours. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess yeah. Plug for the for the Twitch channel. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stream sort of once a once a week if I can, uh, and then yeah, hopefully. You guys get the chance to jump on sporadically as well, and so if you want more Chandras Scott, just jump on and stream them, stream them Chandras, men.
1: I should just, uh, I should jump on one day and just play cavalcade against you or something like that. Yeah, I'll uh, oh, yeah. see that on Twitch. Challenges. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's a
2: good yeah. idea. I'm up for that. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. done. All, nice. right. Well, All right, we've got nice. All right. we just created content. Look at us.
0: <laughs> and, and we'll make sure that we start tweeting when we're going live and stuff. We'll yeah, put it up on keep Facebook, getting to do so that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're look, we're we're new to this whole content creation game,
1: despite us being massive nerds. I try, to, I try to tell my wife that she's now married to a content creator. She's not impressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, yeah, as, as long as you don't go, I'm an influencer. Oh, then, yes, then we'll be alright. Uh,
2: <laughs> when if night, you make as much money as Ninja, let me know. I'm I'm aiming for,
1: I'm aiming for PewDiePie. Mm. Sure.
2: I was trying to set a realistic
1: goal, but yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: other night, Shorty was saying that uh, his son, Dylan, was uh, thought Matt was famous, thought sure he was famous, because he was on the TV, because uh, nice. Shorty had the stream up on uh, screen. I'll take and, it. Uh, yeah, he's famous. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I mean. Is he though?
0: is <laughs> 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 it oh, awesome. you say he is, Dylan. He is it you say he is. Yeah, it's all subjective, <laughs> anyway, isn't it? Yeah, you know. That's all fun as well.
2: Yeah. So, Scott, you were saying uh, before we uh, hit the record button that you'd actually dip your toe into the water on a, a different game, and that's been taking up a, a little bit of your magic time. What, what's that game called again?
1: Yeah. It's, it's called uh, Traitors, Le- I think. Traitors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, if, if, if Shorty was online right now, that'd be it. That'd be the end of the podcast, and I'd be <laughs> dropped. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's uh it's called legends of runeterra which um i think a lot of people are starting to hear a little, little bit more about so uh, it's made by riot uh the people behind league of legends ah, okay. and it's a combination of your hearthstone and magic the gathering so is it league they're, they're of Legends trying...
2: style art or is it something completely different? yeah, yeah is, really
1: yeah. really it's it's really nice animated art it's uh it's it's good stuff so um i've only played it all the way through the the intros and the, the pre decks. So I'm sort of now at the stage where you can start to earn cards to make proper decks. Uh, but it's got more of, to me, it's got more of a Hearthstone feel to it though than it does a Magic feel. So it's not I as good that, as Magic. No, I, I don't think it is yet. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll play it some more, but at the moment, if, if I had to choose between playing, say, my Cavalcade deck or playing one of these games, I'd always go Cavalcade, but then I don't really know an awful lot yet about what this game has to offer because I've only played the intros and, and the, the tutorials and that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of tutorial, but it's totally free, um, so anyone can download it. It's in open beta at the moment. Okay. Um, you just you just have to create a, a Riot uh, um, account and you can download it from there. Um, what I do like about it, though, is that I think they're going to send it to, straight to... It's going to go straight to Android and straight to, to iPhone, which includes also your iPads, which is something that Magic is still failing to do still waiting on that one, Wizards. yeah so i mean the Not moment wizards oh, I, I hope they do i mean I, i'd love it to see i'd love to see arena go to an ipad because i think so many people would lose so much time oh, um, so much time <laughs> could you imagine it yeah, you'd be sitting in bed just play <laughs> but um but this work. game is going to do that <laughs> or work
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> i think so that's yeah the
1: problem, so right? i don't i won't talk too much about particular game, because it's not Magic, um, but it is a it has distracted me enough that I got the beta invite, played it for a little while, and before I knew it, uh, I was playing it a little bit more than I wanted to, and at the stage where my wife was sitting next to me during one of her raid nights and told me off because I wasn't playing Magic Arena. So <laughs> so I, I, I would like to uh, give it more of a go, but at this stage, Magic is still the game to go to.
2: Uh, just a, a PSA to Ronnie there. Thanks for keeping him on the straight and narrow. Um, yeah. it's very good I appreciate your hard work I imagine yeah. it's not easy at times
1: I've got the bruises to prove it <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that's
0: great oh, dear. speaking of things that you you didn't do Scott yeah you did a chaos draft with
1: us. we no. finally
0: we finally managed to get it all together and you had prior engagements unfortunately.
1: yeah I caught up with a mate of mine and, and I hadn't seen him for a while so I thought it was an opportunity to sort of go out with them and, and see them and it's admittedly, since I've actually seen him, we've been talking a lot about another game, a tabletop game, uh, Age of Sigma or Warhammer, and he really wants to get back into that. So so I don't know if it was such – maybe it would have been a lot cheaper and easier for me just to go to the Chaos Draft, because then I wouldn't have <laughs> – Well, I'd already, I'd right already spent the money the,
2: on the boost pack, so yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was actually free. a free event
1: it would have been a free event so there you go it would have been a free event and now but for all this
2: plastic crack costs that uh, Warhammer's going <laughs> to going to throw my way instead of the cardboard <laughs> crack exactly so yeah. um so cracker why don't you tell us what a chaos draft is for those who don't know
0: it's a draft Under where chaos. <laughs> you have utter chaos um no no it's a draft where you've got just random packs so instead of a traditional draft where you would now have Three packs are in the same set, and everyone else has three packs in the same set. Uh, Chewie had, like, 16 different types of packs, I think. I think I had... So? Uh, I
2: th- was, so 24 packs. I think I had 22 unique sets. Um, there you go. So everything from... I think the furthest we went back was Darksteel. Dissension. Yeah, Darksteel, then Dissension, um, right. right up to... Probably Dominaria was the newest set. I think that that we had. Were
1: yeah. they all in Russian?
2: No, no, they were <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> all um all English sealed booster packs, and yeah, it was very very fun to um to open those. Um, we we kind of we put the boosters all in a box and like shake the box around a bit and. Uh, I did three laps of the table, and people just grabbed the random booster, and I think we had one double-up, so we returned that. Uh, so everyone had three unique boosters. Uh, the double-ups that I had were the ones that had invocational expeditions in them, because I was just trying to increase my chances to get some value. But, uh, yeah, so th- then I think the consensus at the table was to open the oldest booster first.
0: Yeah, we did. We went in, mm. uh, yeah, oldest to newest in terms of the packs that you had. And it was sweet. Yeah, it was I, awesome. Yeah, I had I had dark steel. I, I I got to open the dark steel pack, which was which was really cool because a lot of this stuff like that was one of the the sets I played with initially. And mm. uh, you know, like it was cool to just see all these old cards. I'm like, ah, oh, I remember all this stuff. Like there was some really fun fun things in there, like razor golem, which is one of the cards that I remember just being like so pumped on cuz it had vigilance before vigilance was a keyword attacking doesn't cause this creature to tap and it's a 6/3 mana 4 with affinity for planes so it's like OG affinity stuff which was really cool didn't uh didn't take that cuz it's not actually very good
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um yeah it was really fun
2: there was a mix of um players at at the draft table uh there were some newer players and and older players, so there was a um yeah a, a real cross section of people that were looking at cards with a real nostalgia, uh, like when they opened their packs, and others that looked at cards with some confusion, <laughs> where uh, they a
0: total horror. I think is probably more apt.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and it was a it great sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> It was a great demonstration of how real Power Creep was, is, I guess, as well. So, things that we thought were really, really good cards um, during those sets, when you compare, especially coming off the back of Throne of Eldraine, which was, you know, quite a, uh, quite a powerful set. So, yeah, it was uh, a very fun experience, and I myself uh, first picked a Monastery Mentor. Uh, it was the best white card in the pack, and um, seemed like it would... Uh, synergize well with, you know, just spells. So you don't get those cross-set synergies, but, you know, just drafting good deck is, is key. Cracker, uh, what did you first pick?
0: Yeah, so I I just realized that I didn't open Darksteel. It was something else, so I can't remember what it was. But the reason I thought it was Darksteel is because it had a lot of artifacts. And I ended up picking, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's a two-mana artifact where you can tap it and pay X and target a target player puts that many cards from the top of their library into the graveyard. So, Boom. I just draft. Yeah, it was great. I drafted this really defensive green-blue deck, and that was my main win condition. I had grindstone, which I never saw,
2: but it was you, just... You wheeled that, yeah? In the draft?
0: Yeah, I did, I did. Yeah, it, was, nice. it was great. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And so, I, I stayed really open. I drafted just a lot of colourless ramp, and my, my plan was to just mill people out, and it worked. <laughs> it I'm glad
1: I didn't go now. <laughs> no, it was great fun, Scott. It was great.
2: <laughs> I, I was a red-white aggressive deck in the end, Scott, so uh, I didn't play against Cracker. Uh, I mulliganed to four in game three against Shorty, got him to two life, and then he, he overcame me. So uh, I didn't quite make the finals to play Cracker, but... Um, uh, Shorty yeah.
0: did in his stupid Mardu deck, and I had yeah. we, were, we were like, wait, so... He had one turn to kill me before I milled him out and he top-decked the removal spell. He needed to do exact lethal. I was Must be in nice. game three, it wasn't nice at all.
2: <laughs> Pretty sure it cheats, yeah. Um, I
0: I've ever beaten Shorty in a draft. I think we meet in the final quite a bit and I always just lose to him because I'm always playing some dirtily thing and he's always just kicking my teeth in
1: i told you last podcast he burnt my cards in front of me so you know
2: <laughs> whilst wearing a fez he, he, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah beyond
1: cheating yeah
2: um i realized cracker that yeah you did not open the dark steel pack it no. was the person no, was, to my, my to my right because um i got past a sword um <laughs> uh, so first turn monastery mentor second turn um sort of light and shadow uh my opponent took a a fireball over it yeah. um i don't know if that's the right pick but um fireball know that sweet. was not the right pick. yeah so i was pretty happy to go yeah um monastery mentor so scott monastery mentor is a three mana white and two for a two two human monk uh he has prowess uh, which is whenever you play a non-creature spell, he gets plus one plus one, and he also has a uh, secondary ability. Let's say with which is whenever you play a non-creature spell, you put a one-one human monk creature token with prowess into play. So he, oh, wow. he, he makes okay. one ones that all get bigger. So I did have a game where I on turn four, um, I played I played the monk with a. Um, What's the protection spell with... Um, God's Willing? God's Willing, yeah, with the Scry. So turn four, played the monk with the God's Willing, snapped that off uh, against the removal spell, untap, play a land, play sword, equip. So I had the the mentor with the sword and two one-one prowess guys. So, yeah, won that game. It was pretty sweet. So, um, yeah, it was uh, really, really fun to, you know, just have a little trip down memory lane and for newer players to uh you know roll back the clock a little bit and you know, see what uh see what we used to, the tools with, that we used to play with. It was um it was really good.
1: And yeah. you were saying that there were some there that don't play an awful lot or
2: Yeah, so we had yeah. um Jack. So I've spoken about Jack and Stu a little bit. They're friends of the podcast. Shout out to Jack and Stu. Love a game of commander, those guys. And uh, they they're teaching their kids to play it. It's it's amazing. Um it was actually the first time Jack ever drafted and she said afterwards that it felt like she'd been awake for 6 days straight trying to process <laughs> everything so um I know that feeling yeah um but yeah it was really fun it was like a real eye opener to her that you know someone who's uh, played the odd game of modern but predominantly a commander casual player you know just um you know playing with the kids or you know the quintessential kitchen table player um that that is Jack loves her dragon commander deck. Um, to to do something that was completely different uh, opened up you know all of those possibilities that Magic brings. There's so many different formats, so many different ways to enjoy the game, and you know she's she's indicated that um you know something that she'd like to explore a little more because it was a challenge and she's the sort of person that uh, what wants to wants to have a challenge and you know to overcome it so. Yeah, drafting. Drafting's certainly a challenge. Oh
0: good.
2: Um, yeah, when
0: everything is so wild and big.
2: Yeah, it was Baptism of Fire a little bit into yeah. the draft format. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, she she did really well. Her her deck was um her deck was okay. Um she you know, in hindsight she realized that she probably, you know, could have made a few different picks, but she had a decent green white mid range deck with, you know, fat creatures and removal, um, which is you know, nothing wrong with a, you know, it's a, as a default position for a, a limited deck, um, creatures and removal, you know, that's, that's always a good place to start. So um, showed that she's uh, got a good brain for the game.
0: Yeah, she did well. It uh, was, was yeah, a lot of fun. So Chewy, speaking of other things that we've uh, had going on and got going on, uh, we are rapidly approaching our upcoming event.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for those who have been, um, you know, following us, like listening to the podcast or following us on social media, uh, we have got, uh, as we record this in nine days. So we won't record another, um, another episode of the cast beforehand, but we've got our bushfire fundraiser, uh, in, uh, in nine days on the 9th of February, uh, at Next Level Games in Ringwood here in Melbourne uh tickets are available online via the facebook event so uh they've started to the sell so jump in um it is going to be a um an awesome day i think uh as i mentioned in the last cast fifteen hundred dollars worth of prizes uh two events uh australian seven point highlander which i think we'll do a segment on at some point uh it's kind of a difficult beast to um to dissect in a short space of time but. Um, if you are interested, uh, there is a the Seven Point Highlander cast, a uh, another Australian podcast. Uh, shout out to to those guys. They uh, they've got an awesome cast and they they talk about the decks and um, and the format in general. So have a look at that. Um, so Highlander uh, with two OG jewel lands, as in Savannah and Scrubland, up for first prize. Two hours after that, so if you play Highlander, do terribly, an uh, to drop, you can jump straight into the Pioneer event, uh, which has a San Diego Comic-Con Planeswalker promo set and a box of Kaladesh as top two prizes. So it's going to be awesome. All proceeds go to uh, the CFA. There's going to be auctions on the day. I am not going to play. I'm going to have a camera with me on the day, and I'm going to do um, a bit of not really not coverage in the traditional sense, but I'll I'll be um around the place looking for looking for cool plays, chatting to people, uh with the camera in hand, doing, you know, a few little player interviews and such and we'll have a um have something up on the YouTube page uh in the days following, I hope. Um but yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Uh please support it or Support one of the many good charities that are helping out with the Australian bushfire situation. So it's it's really good, and it's at Next Level Games Ringwood, which uh, I did spend a little bit of time at last weekend as well uh, for a different reason. You've been spending a bit of time there recently, mate. Yeah, yeah, and, basically. And, most and you
0: haven't been O two dropping like you, you thought you might.
2: No, no, it's 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 always a um, it's always a risk <laughs> the the O two drop, but um, yeah, so uh. If you uh, go back and listen to the last cast, so pause this one here if you haven't. Jump back, listen to it, come back. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. back. Uh, welcome yep. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always wanted to do that. Um, so uh, there was a the WNPQ at WNPQs happening in Melbourne at the moment, which are modern and the way that they were structured at Next Level at Ringwood. Uh, were two sixty-four player events. The top sixteen of each event progressing to an invite-only thirty-two player event. Winner takes all flights to the players to Asia in Japan. Uh, so I uh, managed to top eight the first event, uh, which you know qualified me for this one. Uh, thirty-two players, so five rounds. I made some updates to my Eldrazi Tron deck. Um, the my deck list is up on MTG Top Eight. I'll uh, throw up the link. Uh, it's on my Twitter at MTG Chewy MTG, but I'll put it in the show notes as well for anybody interested. Um, I got a uh, managed to top eight again. Um, I actually, you know, thought I was doing quite well. <laughs> uh, I was um, four wins, zero losses, and an intentional draw at the end of the Swiss, um, which locked me for top spot. So was really happy with my um my performance i um there was a lot of dredge in the room i beat dredge in round one then i beat five color snow then i beat burn and then mono red prowess so a few mountains involved but um very different decks and then had an intentional draw in the final round and then i got The same as the the two weeks before, unceremoniously ejected from the top eight uh, in the quarters. Uh, I lost pretty horribly. My opponent was on the Spike Feeder, Heliod, Abzan, Collected Company combo deck and had Turn 3, Infinite Life, both games. And um, my only out was to find my one of ulamog and i didn't in the time that they were managed to kill me so uh yeah unfortunately you know had a, had a really good chance to you know have another crack at the pro tour i guess i'm a, a bit torn as far as how i feel about the result because i top eight at the last two events that i played like a 64 player event and then um you know the quote-unquote good players from Uh, 264 player events I I still managed to top the Swiss Um, so I should be really really happy with that and you know in in, in a vacuum if you said that's how you're going to do I'd be really stoked with that but I do have sort of pangs of disappointment because the opportunities uh, to um, get to the the pro tour um, like that don't come along very often especially when you're time poor like we are so Really happy with my result, really happy with my deck, Um, largely happy with how I played. I did make some mistakes, uh, but my deck was forgiving enough or good enough to me, but um, yeah, it has that sort of pang of disappointment that I didn't quite get there, but yeah,
0: but it it was sweet. You can't beat yourself up too much though, right? Because, I mean, you put yourself in the position both times to, to win, and you did exceptionally well to get into the top eight of both, and... Look, if your opponent just nut draws you two games in a row, then, like, that's modern. That's magic, right? That's just one of the things that you just go into going, well, that's why, you know, like, people in the Hall of Fame, they're counting PT top eights, not PT wins, because... To reach the top 8 means you've played really well and consistently for the, the day or the period. But and I want to get the nut
2: draw, man. It's I, my I turn did. to get the nut draw. <laughs> I know,
0: I know. But I'm trying to make you feel better that <laughs> you're not going back to Japan. <laughs> but, like, it just it happens, right? And it it sucks that it happened to you instead of you just going chalice you out, reality smashing you, getting over. But, you know, that's just the beats unfortunately yeah but that's what's so yeah. so good about the game as well even though it sucks to be on the wrong side of it
2: yeah and look my opponent was or every opponent that i played was you know a, a really in, you know they were they were gracious in defeat they were gracious in victory um it was a really good experience the the crew in general at at next level in ringwood um uh, a good bunch of humans i had a really good day it's just you know i feel like i you know I got very close, I could see the prize, and then I just kind of stumbled at the end so but like i said and as you said um two top eights in a row at, at you know the you know a decently high level of uh of of magic uh, i'm I'm really happy with those uh those results um thank you chris at Polywaffle uh from the from the cast for lending me like bulk cards um you know wouldn't have been able to uh to to get there without you know having having the the, the library that is your magic collection so thank you <laughs> uh, and and yeah and also uh, I'm going to take the sort of public opportunity to um, thank uh, you Cracker you played a whole bunch of games with me both before the first event and before the second one uh, and uh, yeah I, I I learned a lot about my deck and the meta game through those games so thank you That's good. No worries. Um, but, I, I took full credit for every victory you had. Oh, absolutely, the absolutely. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, but all, all this said and done, I I feel like I feel like the rest of the beans need to pull their socks up a little bit. So in the oh, first, here we go. Ca- yeah. So now now Scott, in the last the last cast, you got to have a little bit of a rant. This is my turn, okay? So I set out a bunch of challenges to the beans in the first episode of the um the first episode of the year of 2020 i i said out scott just rock up to your game store and play some games shorty top eight of ptq joel go four zero in an event chris three-hour draft right it is not yet the end of the first month of the year first month of january and i i have now and this you know i'm i'm, I'm on my i'm on my high horse I, i'm fully aware of that but I've I've met all those challenges. So not only have I thrown down the challenges, but I've also completed the challenges before anybody else has. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, uh, yeah, I'm kind of saying I'm awesome, but um I think the re- <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the the rest of the beans need to, you know, come to the party on these challenges. So so no, well, you've done all the work for us, so and <laughs> we can we can relax now. <laughs> so no, I've shown you I've shown you that it can be done. I'm showing you that you can you can get to your game store, Scott. You can get to his game store and play some games.
1: I I, pop, I do I do pop in there a lot, just not for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. You just go there to spend <laughs> money not spend time. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Cracker, I managed to four o the Swiss of that event, and Shorty, I made the top eight, uh, and and Chris, I seven two a draft, and then Joel and I, we've, um, we top added a, sorry, we 3-0'd a, uh, a Vintage Cube draft, so, so you get a little bit of credit for that cracker, but, you know, um, yeah, um, so I, I would really like to see some progress on that, please, Vince, that, that would be good. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, so one of the challenges you threw to me was to get Platinum. I, I have, in fact, managed to get Arena running on my laptop again, so, like, that's a good start. Step Ooh, one, I, yeah. I put a deck together, I won some games. I was playing uh, Green White Hexproof. So, it's the. Because they, they printed a whole bunch of auras in, thro- uh, in Theros Beyond Death, and yep. also there's some in Throne It or Drain as well. And so, the, the whole game plan is to, like, jam a early Paradise Druid and then just. Just stick as many enchantments on there as you can, and, and smack people in the head. I had I had a couple of cracking games last night actually. I had nice. one against the dude playing mono red, and I was like at the position I was completely dead on board next turn, and I had just one paradise druid with like a bunch of stuff on it, but I hadn't been able to make any blocks. And you know like he had about ten things in play, and I managed to chain together a bunch of enchantments and then cast an el Give my do protection from red and smacked him from seventeen to minus four. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful, and he gave me an early good game as well. I was like, yes, taste it, taste it. <laughs>
2: the winning after the early good game is one of the most satisfying things you can do in oh, Magic. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's 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 one of the best feelings ever. Absolutely.
2: Um. So how what? What rank are you at the moment, or well, you, you don't not, want to Let's say? not get into that. Okay, okay, okay. But you're, you're, you're on your <laughs> way. You're we, on your way. We, we
0: started at bronze four, and we're we're not
2: in bronze four anymore. But okay, you're working your way up. That's good. <laughs> yeah. that's good. Um, this might take a little while. Yeah. So the you've got a year. Yeah, that's right. You got we got a year. So that's a um, you know time time to build on it. Uh, and Scott, it's it's you got twelve months to get to actually get there with a the deck in your hand and in time to play for play a tournament. Come on. I
1: just I just want to get in my cavalcade deck. Out of its proxy stage, and then I'll then I'll be able to walk
2: into a store. Okay, that that's good.
1: That's good. That's that's the only thing holding me back.
2: Yeah. Um. So um. So the tournament I played was a pro tour qualifier or the WMPQ, whatever they're called now. Players uh, tour. Players tour. Yeah. So players tour. The
0: PT. Yeah. But yeah,
2: There's, there's so, one this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And they're, they're non arena right? They're they're paper ones. Yeah, and, they're draft
0: and pioneer. So, there's actually two this weekend, and then there's another one the weekend after that. So, there's one in Asia, in Nagoya, there's one in Europe, in Brussels, uh, and then there's one in, I think it's Arizona, the following week. Okay. So, should be interesting. So, it'll be, yeah, full um, Theorist Beyond Death draft,
2: and then Pioneer. So, so what, what, impact do you think that Theros Beyond Death will have on Pioneer? Because I'm expecting a, a completely new metagame for Pioneer after the PT uh, leading into our event, which is good so all listeners mm-hmm. of the Bean should pay close attention to that coverage. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to try and catch as much as I can. Mm. Uh,
0: uh, Channel Fireball are actually doing a bunch of coverage for it which is pretty sweet. It's been something that we've lacked for a while. These are. It's weird because this is a whole new tournament structure. So it's not like a PT like we used to have, but it's not a GP either it's kind of like halfway between the two I guess because then if you win the PT the Players Tour then you go to like the Players Tour Finals which is halfway between like Worlds and a PT I don't know whatever yeah, this is yeah. the new system so we'll just see what happens and what comes of it but um, yeah
2: so yeah what what cards do you think are going to make an impact on on Pioneer There's an obvious one which is Heliod with the yep. um, walking blister, walking blister. So black, that's uh, that's kind of a given, right?
0: Yeah. Um, so there's been a bunch of mono black. We like Grey um, Merchant of Ashfordel, and you know Paulus's Citadel, which is you know a little bit older now. But um, there'll be a bunch of that as well. So one of the decks, and I don't know if you've seen this one, Chewy, but I had to look up what people were up to. But people are like Inverter of Truth is the truth, and I was like, what is Inverter of the Truth, and how do you win that? So. Yeah, so I'm about to, to I'm, I'm
2: doing a Google search now.
0: <laughs> sure. So Inverter of a Truth is two black black. It's a 6-6 six, six Eldrazi. It's devoid. It has flying. And it says, because <clears throat> there's a lot of text, when Inverter of Truth enters the battlefield, exile all cards from your library face down. Shuffle all, car- shuffle all cards from your graveyard into your library. So what you do is you just take your library and you exile it, and then your graveyard becomes your library instead. Okay? Okay. You with, you're with me? And, and so then the win is not actually that. That just gets rid of your deck. But the win is then Thassa's Oracle, which is the new cards from Theros Beyond Death. And this one has a bunch of text as well. But basically it says when you're into the battlefield, you scry X where X is your devotion and then draw a bunch of cards. And then you win the game if you have no cards in your library. So it's like... Okay, mania. so it's...
2: Yeah, Lab, lab Maniac-esque, uh, but for... So six mana total, but you can split it over two turns if you've got a yep. some spell in your graveyard. So you might Fatal Push something to stay alive, and then you Inverter of Truth uh, on turn four. Fatal Push goes from your graveyard to become your library, and then you draw Fatal Push, cast Thassa's Oracle, win the game. So you can win the game on turn five without any mana acceleration.
0: And so the deck that, I, that I've come looking at here is just, it's it's eight creatures, so it's four Thassa's Oracle, four Inverter of Truth, three Jace Wielder of Mysteries, which has the same um, you win the game if you draw from an empty library clause. Mm-hmm. Is Man th- in um,
2: Pioneer?
0: No. no, okay. No. And then the rest is just spells, so it's just like Fatal Push, Opts, Thoughtseed, Brutality, His Last Reckoning, Murderous Cut, Dig Through Time. So it's just like, Ways to find your combo and ways to not die, and that's okay. it. So I'll be interested to see whether that's real or not. There's Chunky Red, as it's affectionately known. is playing like Chunky Red. <laughs> that sounds like your kind of deck, Scott.
2: Yeah, that's it. that's what I was about to say. Is Chunky a person or is Chunky like husky, like thick with two C's? It's
0: it's just it's basically just instead of being Big Red because Big Red was boring as a name so they decided to call it Chunky Red because it's the same sort of thing. So it's playing like Glory Bringers. Can we call you like Big <laughs> Red? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> it's not the word Can right we call name him, him Chunky Red? Now. That's then the, we'll the Chunky Red. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey now, hey. Sorry.
2: Sorry. Sorry,
0: I digress. That's that's fine. I'm not upset at all.
1: When we see you on Saturday we'll say hey Chunky. <laughs>
0: Thanks, wow Way to derail the guest host uh, You're still, so, uh, you're still so, My favourite host uh, yeah. So you know Todd Anderson yes, of, uh, SCG fame um, And now streams a lot It is one of his kind of builds Initially he's credited for putting this together And yeah it's got just Bigger stuff, so they're doing Like Chain Whirlers and Rebel Masters glory Glorybringers, Scott Couple of chandras mm. in there for you, buddy. Excellent. Sledge of defiance. The four mana chandra. She's really good. A couple of ember. Maybe a as well. Yeah. So it's just it's not the super aggro, like low to the ground mono red deck that you see a lot. But it's just some of the bigger, more powerful spells. So it'll be interesting to see whether that's a deck um, that that comes up. You know, there's some some new cards. In from the last couple of sets there as well. So there's a bunch of stuff. Blue White Control will be a thing because that's what people like to do. There'll no, be a I've bunch of ramp a bit of that as on well. Arena, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's strong. Yeah, yeah. I did a couple of games with Chris over the weekend, and he was playing Mono Green Ramp because that's what Chris likes to do. That deck's and, uh, really
2: good. I think Chris needs more forests in his deck, but I think the deck's really good. The deck is really good, and it made me
0: sad because he kept playing Hydras <laughs> with Reach. And my little Siren Storm teams just couldn't get past eight eight climbers. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> and World Breakers and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, it's it, uh, it got ugly pretty quickly. But um,
2: yeah, I'm I'm really
0: excited to see what happens now that the pros have got their hands on it. Right, like these are people who are are not out to do the most fun that they can. They're out to do the most busted that they can. So you know there was. That whole period where Pioneer was going through bans, you know, every week there was a new card band or two new cards banned, but it's, it's been settled down for, you know, since Christmas really now. Mm. And uh, format seems really interesting, but this will settle it, I guess. This will give us the first really strong, this is the metagame, this is tier one. And then the following week will be really interesting because then you've had, you know, two weekends of two lots of pros from different parts of the world trying to break it. And then you'll have all the North American pros who have got a week to look at what did well and see what they can do to break it post that. So,
2: As well as the fine folks at our event at Next Little Games, Ringwood, correct. really breaking the Absolutely. format. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: That's where all the news will happen. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, Chewie's going to do a bunch of deck techs for us, so it uh, should be sweet.
2: Yeah, I reckon I'll, but, I'll, um, I'll have a crack at it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it should be really interesting to see what kind of comes out of this. And then, yeah, n- not sure what else is, is happening there. In terms of, there's some notes here about Underworld Breach. I don't know what that's doing in Pioneer. I know it's busted in Legacy. But well, um, Yorgmuth
2: will is a good card, right? It's probably going to see some plain modern. Um, I remember when we were streaming the other night, someone played it against us in Standard um, uh, with the Thousand Year Storm deck. But um, that's our, right. our Uros had gained us enough life to stay out of reach, and we, and we got there. But um, the... If the card's seeing any play in standard, it's probably going to see a lot of play in older formats. And um, I mean, give, being able to cast your spells for you know from the graveyard without exiling them is a real thing. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about um, brainstorm, where you can you know brainstorm yourself, um, you know, for the the first time, and that effectively uh, with this in play, and that gives you a um, you know effectively. You know, fifteen extra cards in hand, which is exactly what you want to see when you brainstorm. Um, so yeah, interesting to see how that goes. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah
0: lots of powerful things that'll be. Um, it's yeah, it should be
2: fun. Uh, is the cards potentially ban worthy or potentially does nothing? And um, and I guess that's what the pros are doing right now, figuring that out. Yeah, for sure.
0: So, Scott, the, there was something else that popped up this week that you had seen and you wanted to have a good chat about. This is the fourth in the Silver Border series. Is it number four now?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: The, this is the unsanctioned. Yeah, unsanctioned. Okay, is this the fourth? I wasn't even aware so of that. So there was, there was
0: <laughs> Unhinged and Unglued a really long time ago. Yeah. A yeah. Really, really long time ago. Probably like, what, 15, 17 years ago?
2: Un- um, un- which was the first one, Unhinged? And then unglued, unglued un yeah, un, then unglued had some really good basic lands, uh, and then so as as someone who doesn't necessarily, well, I don't think I've ever played a game of Silverboard Magic, but I get excited about new basic land art. But um, I think other people, you know, appeals to other people on different axes. I'm sure, but um, the the lands in this are kind of cool. But have you looked yeah. at the other cards? that have been spoiled so far, previewed so far, Scott?
1: Yeah, I was looking at, um, on the, on the wizard's side at the moment, there's you know, a list of all the cards. And one of the ones that sort of got me was one of the first red cards that they've listed there is the Abstract Ignorant. I think I'm, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> and I love it. Whenever you cast a spell, note the first letter of the artist's name. If that letter doesn't already, isn't, hasn't already been noted, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Abstract. <laughs> and i just thought that's just that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know if it's good or bad it's just that that the whole idea that you're using an artist's name uh, is just it's just cool to me so what i liked about this and i i'd never heard of this before um and i was talking to cracker about it earlier i went out a little while ago and bought uh keyforge uh, cuz that was the flavor of the month at the time when i just after i bought it people stopped playing it which i thought well that's great timing <laughs> And then I saw this just, um, I think I think Shorty put the notes up in, um, in our post-cast notes. I hadn't seen this before. I didn't even know this existed until about, I don't know, five hours ago. And I thought, what is this game? And I thought, this just reminds me of Keyforge. And then um, Cracker was just telling me before that the guy that created Magic is the guy behind Keyforge. Oh, it's and Richard thought, Garfield A-da. special, is it? It is. Yeah, well, yeah, keyford is Richard Garfield. Oh, so, there you go. And, and it also started, all the dots were starting to align. And I thought, okay. And so, again, I don't know an awful lot about Unsanctioned and how it works, but the idea that you can just buy a box and you have the the five different decks in that box, and I'm assuming it's the same deck in every single box that's out there. They're not going to be different decks. It's just a really cool way to just pick up a, a box and play with some crazy cards in, the, in there as well, from the looks of it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Look, maybe that's something that um, that we'll do as a bit of a an, an event <laughs> that we can do as a, a you know a, a beans event in the in the coming months. When does it come out? The twenty end of end of Feb, right?
1: End of Feb. Yeah. yeah. I I couldn't find Australian prices anywhere. So um, I'm sure
2: Chris is all over it.
1: Yeah. I think I think Amazon, uh, American Amazon, was around twenty nine dollars. So per booster. I don't know. Uh, no, per box. So I think they're just selling it as the box.
2: Ah, oh, right. So, so, so not the individual... box comes
0: with like five card decks in it.
1: Yeah. Ah, And, oh, and that's right. what
0: each, each box comes with uh, one or five of each of the full art lands. Ah, oh, interesting. I the exact number. So the full art, if you haven't checked them out, the full art lands are really pretty. Again, they're really um, pretty. They've taken elements of all the different full art lands from all the different unsets.
2: I'm still not over to the Theros full Art lands yet, so I'm not quite ready to fully process those yet. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) and is it the same... So you get 30-card decks that you can then combine into two-coloured decks or into one two-coloured deck. Is it the same cards in every single box set or is it going to be different cards?
0: I haven't read that much about it.
1: No, I don't. All I care about is new
2: pretty (laughs)
0: lands. There's one card that I saw that I did like the look of, though. It's called Flavour Judge. And it's a a chicken in, like, a ref's uniform. And uh, it says, tap, choose target spell or ability that targets permanent you control. Then ask that person outside the game if the story of what will happen makes sense. If they say no, sacrifice flavor, judge, encounter that spell or ability. Wow. that's, That's pretty good.
2: Do you know what this reminds me of? Are you guys in any of those magic Facebook groups where people spam custom cards? Yeah, and they're really annoying. At what no, sorry, they're really annoying when they do it in spoiler season, cuz you look at a card and you go, "What? That is so overpowered and busted and like whoever designed this is an idiot." And you go, "Oh, that's cuz that's not a real card and the person that designed it, you know, is probably an idiot." But anyway, uh it's a um please don't do custom cards on Facebook groups during preview season
0: ever. Yeah, anybody. Stop, stop putting fetch lands with the new set symbol in it, all right? No one's yeah. buying it
2: that will be great. Yeah. All right. So, Appreciate um, it. but yeah, the because <laughs> you know, we're grumpy old men. We are. We are. We just <laughs> we just want to know what's going to go in our in our decks. I want to. Is it good for my current list of commander decks? Is it good for me to play in constructed? Is it going to be a? Is it going to make the cube? You know, I, I have some criteria of which I judge new cards on. Um, that I've just realised that I have. I've never really given it that much thought before. Just now, but maybe that's a whole segment for the future. But. Card evaluation, but anyway, the I you know people have a lot of fun with these, uh, and if it's a it's a set that's designed to you know play across the kitchen table with your friends, then that's 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 pretty cool. It's something that um, you know you can keep together, and hey, you want to play some magic? This is a bit quirky, and you can bust it out and and play. So that's um, that's something that you want to uh, you know you can do with some with some friends while you're uh, you know have at a dinner party or something. So it's pretty pretty sweet.
1: So there's You're a card called Elvish. Yeah. There's a card here called Elvish impersonators. It's basically just a bunch of or elves Elvis it looks like <laughs> Elvis Presley.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. It
1: looks
2: so, like there's a
0: bunch of reprints too. So there's like I, I hope bugs. they have.
2: Pro- do they have protection from hound dogs or something? I don't know. Do they, do they need it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so some reprints as well. Okay. Cheaty yeah. Face is one of yeah. those cards that's kind of synonymous with those. Like, I, I made a Cheaty Face reference last week where someone realized they had two sleeves. Uh, two cards in a sleeve. And the first thing that came to mind was, it must be Cheaty Face. So, um, I guess that, that's the um, when they get something right it, as far as flavor or uh, design in a card that sticks around. Like, I remember in a previous unset they had Little Girl i'm gonna say and it was a half mana half 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 power half toughness so you know if if she attacked you you would you know go to 19 and a half. but it was printed in the days when mana burn was still a thing so if you tapped one land for for little girl you'd take half a point of damage from um from mana burn so it was it was pretty cute um in that sense so if little things like that you know stick around and um uh you know become part of the the game in that sense get part of the game's folklore then then that's pretty cool
1: there are some cards here that'll make me want to play blue i've decided i love cheaty face like? carnivorous death parrot i love that flying at the beginning of your upkeep sacrifice carnivorous death parrot unless you say it's flavor text, which is save a kill spell and deal with this guy. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, no, I'm loving this. This is good. Okay. All right, let's, let's someone buy it and we'll play it and it'll be owed. I'll get it. Okay, done. 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 Sounds good. Sweet. All right. Well, I think that actually wraps us up for this cast.
0: So that's a little bit shorter, but that's, that's okay. They tend to run a little longer than we'd like. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. Thank you for hanging out. We've... Uh, Mentioned a few of our things that we're up to. So uh, we've got our YouTube channel where Chewy uploads a bunch of videos. We've got the stream. Uh, we've got Facebook. We are Magic Beans Cast on all of those places, or Magic Beans. You'll find us. Um, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, that'd be great. We are at Magic Beans Cast. If you want to find me, I am at Joel Hill underscore Chewy. You are at Chewy MTG. And Scott, you are
1: at the Real Blaster.
0: Awesome. All right, well, thank you everyone for hanging out. Try catch some coverage for this event over the weekend. Hopefully, it's really sweet, and hopefully, we'll see a whole stack of you on the ninth at Next Level in Ringwood. Even if you don't want to play in any of the competitions, there's going to be a whole lot of other stuff going on. We'll be cruising around. We'll have decks of all sorts of different formats and things. So, like, come hang we'll out. Be wearing come hang out. We'll be wearing shirts that say Magic Beans on it with our symbol, so you can't miss us. Uh, and just you know. Tell us idiots so or we'll say day or something like that. It'd be awesome. Um,
1: we want to see everyone. It should be sweet. So, I Lord. might even step out of my comfort zone and bring some red decks. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Scott, this doesn't count
0: because it's not your local game store.
1: I'm coming anyway. <laughs> I'm bringing
0: those red decks. Okay, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm going to make an um, yeah, I'm I'm a, a impromptu announcement. Anybody who brings a copy of Caval- Cavalcade of Calamity... Uh, and get Scott to sign it. For each copy, I will donate five bucks to the course. Ooh. There you go. So oh. bring, bring, bring cavalcades. Scott will sign them, and and I'll put five bucks of my own money into the course. So uh, even if you're not going to play, just bring down your your cavalcades, and um, Scott will have a sharpie, and um, and you can put your John Hancock on there. And uh,
1: I'm I'm just going to devalue their cards.
2: No, I've got you are,
1: man.
0: <laughs> I, I they're, they're not exactly high value cards in the first place
1: <laughs> exactly I'm going to be devaluing them even more <laughs> uh,
2: but no no well what, what's the value of a donation to such a worthy course so it's a uh, yeah I'll do that if that gets one extra person into the shop just to, uh, just to, to be there and hang out and be part of the event um, I'm happy to part with a, a few bucks for that so um, get on it and um, yeah we'll, um, we'll see you all there